0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is the Anfield Rap on Christmas Eve of all things. I've got John Gibbons, I've got Rob Gutman, I've got Ian Ryan. Uh, we are brought to you in association with Green King. This is most definitely the season for festive football. It couldn't be more uh, at this point. So the best way to watch it is uh, at your local Green King sports pub. Uh, Christmas to catch up with everyone uh, in any way that you want to. Uh, there's pints, there's food, and there will be every every match on there as well from TNT Sky and Amazon wall-to-wall action uh, on the HD screens there. Get yourself down. We had a very nice time at the Arkles last Monday with John Barnes. Watch every winning goal. Uh, and every big moment you, I cannot guarantee John Barnes in every Green King pub <laughs> uh, if, you down, if you download the app uh, you'll receive 10% uh, off the drinks every single time the sport on the telly which if we think about the breadth of the darts <coughs> is uh, very much worth considering yeah it's, yeah it's
2: more of a constant discount at the moment it's, <laughs> yeah. just, it's just a different price <laughs> less ten, of a discount unless they switch the darts
1: over and put like neighbours on <laughs> uh, I don't know I think you can watch neighbours anymore I don't know I'm old uh, I certainly felt old after Liverpool won, Arsenal won. a number of people I spoke to John after in the media math of the game went, I feel like I've played. Now I want to be crystal clear, the players will have felt very differently here, <laughs> because the players did actually play and they had to work ever so hard. This morning though, it does indeed feel a little bit like two dropped in the wider context, given the way the game goes, than maybe
2: it did last night. Yeah, it does a little bit. It's it's the it's the back-to-back home games, isn't it? And and the the concern is that we'll look back in May and and maybe look at this week and think oh is is that where you know they dropped the points that could have been crucial listen maybe not maybe we won't even be close or maybe we'll we'll win it anyway let's hope it's the latter but it reminds me a little bit of um, 13-14 um, when the, there's two away games over Christmas and they lose them both. And listen, the tough games just just like Arsenal at home is tough. Uh, they go to Chelsea and City and, and lose them both. And they get a bit of an offside diddle in one of them, I remember. Uh, yeah. Sterling one. Um, and they, they play they play alright, they do okay, lose lose both the games. Um yeah, is it one of yeah. Jordan or no, lose them both. both, yeah. And then and then in the summer, you know, everyone obviously reflects on, on what sort of happened at the end, but you know, I, I did always sort of look at those two games and thinking, oh, if they could have just got, like, one win from those, then, then it might have sort of made all the difference. Well, it would have made all the difference. And my concern is that, that we'll maybe look back on this this week. Not that they particularly played badly and need the game, really. Um, certainly not yesterday, but that we might just go, you know, if we would have won one of them or, or six points from there, and would have been. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It might be a good point. In the way the game plays I out, and that's the next phase for me where it does feel a little bit like, you know, too
1: two dropped it's not to talk anyone down including our opponents but they were by far the likelier side to score from pretty much the moment of the equaliser until the moment of the Trent Alexander-Arnold miss there was only one team that was going to get a goal especially from open play there was only one team you felt was going to get a goal in that period and that makes me feel as though they should get a result I mean they should get a result in that context
3: Yeah and when you're at home as well and with our record at home you kind of Maybe you do go into these big games expecting sometimes to get a result. When actually, in the cold light today, and you think about it, you are coming up against a very good team. And I walked up the ground yesterday, and I was hugely frustrated. It felt it felt massively like two dropped. And it still does to a large extent. Although I'm far, I feel far more content with what I saw the next morning. I think this is all in the context of we should have beat Manchester United because it's the worst United team I've seen since probably 89, 90 when they were really poor and they finished bottom after, that bad. And I think it's one of them where, as the weeks go on, it'll look even worse. And I know they come and do different things than maybe they did at West Ham and they played slightly differently and they dug in, I get all that. But that's what sticks in the throat a little bit. You can live with a draw against Arsenal because they had a very, very good side, as are we. Um, we're on a slightly maybe earlier path than them, and I think you see that. And I think you've seen it in some performances where... Not everyone is able to turn up every week and deliver their, their best performance. And I know that's that's really hard anyway, even when you're a season pro. But I think we have got a number of footballers who are some of them are quite new and some are developing, you know, some of them are still 22, 23, and therefore you're gonna get inconsistency in certain games in certain moments. And I think some of that plays out yesterday. Um, but there's no doubt, you know, Liverpool were were worthy of the points. They probably could win it, they should win it with the trend chance, but on overall play, I think you the, couldn't really argue too much with a draw this is uh, the, the funny thing Rob is I think Arsenal start strong and they finish
1: strong uh, which does sort of skew minds a tiny little bit And it felt like a little bit of a plan. I think Arsenal backed themselves to be able to finish strongly. And I think they thought if they start fast, they can quieten the crowd. And it goes for them, they get the goal. The thing I would say, you know, is I don't think the 20 after half-time is in anyone's game plan. I don't think Arteta's said, and you know what, lads, for the 20 after half-time, what we'll do is we'll give possession up really cheaply uh, in our final third. And just give them a chance, see what they can do, you know, that... So many of those. I take Ian's point around our consistency, and I think he might well be referring to one of the substitutes, and we'll come on to that in particular. But they were all at sea for 25 minutes immediately after the start. At the start of the second half, they looked. They looked, They couldn't string two passes together, playing out, and that's that's one of the reasons why it's frustrating that we didn't make make more of that time.
0: Yeah, I think um, Klopp said we shattered them. Arteta described it as being in the washing machine, which I really (laughs) enjoyed. I think he's referenced washing machines in Anfield before somehow. I can't remember where, but (laughs) I really... (laughs) really, It's a
1: really really good metaphor. (laughs) It's a
0: lovely, it's a great... I thought we put West Ham in the washing machine for 90 minutes on on Wednesday, and I I was so heartened by that game because I thought I'm watching... I had to go back. I thought I'm watching Liverpool again. Despite all that we've done this season, uh, against expectation, uh, ahead of... uh, uh, the timescale that we expected with the progress of this team in transition of all the good things that come out this season I still hadn't really had a sense that I'd seen Liverpool this season not the Klopp Liverpool that that team that just murders teams with their intensity and plays very quick one touch football quite frankly and it's in sort of a, a more aggressive version of the, Veng- the great Wenger teams if you like we did bring that. Against Arsenal, I was hoping, this is what's this, so encouraging against West Ham, we will have that to bring against this Arsenal. And boy, did we need that to come back or arrive as a thing we do in time. And we do do it. We do it that in that, that second half period, and we nearly blow them away. And it is just a shame we do. This is
1: this is my frustration. I take Ian's point, and I take talking Arsenal up, and, I, and I'm 100% into they're a really, really good side, and I'm 110% into Beatman United. But one of my things, Rob, is that period is... I just think if we get one, we get two. I think oh, it's, oh, yeah. it's the most, if it goes 2-1, it goes 3-1 period of football I've ever seen. And it just doesn't go 2-1. And that's my frustration. My frustration, is. I think you can think, well, Arsenal will hang in. They're a good side. They've shown tenacity all season. I just think if Liverpool go ahead in that period, it finishes the matter. And that's what I mean by that's why it does feel like two-drop, because that period was was such an opportunity to just to take the
0: points. Yeah, because... Uh, <laughs> Say United. Say they'd gone what one nil against United on sixty. It wouldn't necessarily go two or three because United wouldn't have come out. They'd have still covered up until the last five minutes, like a bottom half of the table team would would do. Yeah. That Arsenal team would have would have been stung at two one, but would have been stung from a wobbling position. And and we would we did you like all the boxing metaphors abide. We'd we would have we'd have knocked them down. I do. Can I just say before before we sort of get stuck into the meat and drink of the game. I do think it's a. I have to We have talked about is it a good point or isn't a bad point as an overview. I, I do think it's a good point. I think it, it would have been a lovely three points. But I, I'm going to stay I, I sometimes think try and remember what you thought before the game, Rob, rather than re- reinvent your universe afterwards. And I, I argued with my lads going into the game that a draw here would be good, because we're not we're not playing elite championship winning football at the moment. With apart from little pockets like the West Ham game, but we do still find ourselves in a title race. And if we'd lost to Aston, which was perfectly possible and certainly looked likely in the first 20 minutes, we'd have finished that, uh, we'd be talking today about being four points behind them and four points behind a team that looked better than us because the narrative of any victory would have been with them. So then we'd have gone, we're not, we'd have been sitting here this morning and we're not in a title race. We're sitting here today going, we're in a title race. And also, I'm sorry to rant on here. but we'll Tom. Right, we're not in, a, we are definitely not in a 99, 98 point title race here. In a 98, 99, 97 point title race... Every point drop, you can go, oh, if Marnay's ball hadn't been two millimetres there, we'd have won that league in nineteen when what was it in 2019. This isn't gonna come down to those fine margins apart from maybe in the in the final denouement when, there, when there's some big showdown game. Teams are going to drop points all over the show. It's about dropping the right points. These were the right points to drop. We've stayed with them. These were sort the of leagues which are going to be won with 86, 87 points max, I think, are going to be won by the team that keeps its nerves and stays consistent. The more instructive thing of this recent phase is that we beat the three bottom-half table teams on the, on the bounce, Fulham, Sheffield and Palace. Yes, we should have been united. Those were points dropped. But I'm not quite. It's still Man United at home. It's still, they can they still low block. So I'm not, it's not playing uh, Chef U at home. It's not quite the same three points drop. Either way, a win would have been fantastic. I'm taking the point. We march on. It's what we do next at Burnley and next at Newcastle. that's really going to test us. What about Gutman there? It was good, wasn't it? It was
2: really good. Yeah, can't believe we're winning the league. I, some great people, news. Know, great, yeah. great. Is that what I came to the conclusion of? Yeah, that's I what I came I to the conclusion of by listening, listening
0: to
1: you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We this can th- win the league, is my conclusion. Yes. It's the best thing that's happened to me at Christmas. Um, uh, the, the, you know, <laughs> um, You <laughs> haven't even heard uh, <clears throat> Rob's
2: Christmas message on Better didn't you? They
1: haven't heard Rob's Christmas message on Oh shit, is Tomorrow, mate. Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day bedding. Bigger subscribers uh, look yeah. forward to that Klopp's post-match I want to do a couple of things Ian the first is if I've got a minor irritation with Liverpool over the course of the game set pieces were always going to be a danger mm. and you know I was saying it on shows beforehand all over the place they're a big side they play for them they've got the delivery with Odegaard they back that I that idea of the way they play uh, in there it's perfectly legitimate and then just, there's a couple of set pieces that Liverpool conceded at the start of the <laughs> match frankly uh, the second one is obviously leads to the goal in there that was that was a frustration for me really in terms of just be a bit better first five Liverpool just be a bit more switched on maybe just play for territory a bit more stop trying to pass maybe you just knock it down the other end of the pitch and and pen them in and get through the first five because it does end up just looking a bit daft
3: Yeah you can imagine the manager would have been hugely frustrated with that so early and yes the set piece thing it's actually a really good set piece in that they all start off offside, and they all get themselves back on in the nick of time, and it is really, really tight when you see it back. But it's a good header. Doesn't really give the great go header. To it, doesn't give the goalkeeper any chance to even really go for it. It's that. It's that clean, and it's a good delivery by a really good footballer, Odegaard as well, who I thought, you know, was really good for certainly the first part of the game. Um, we'd be frustrated as well because Gakpo gives it away really cheaply, and I don't think he has a good game. I don't. I, it's hard to remember him finding a shirt in that first. 30, 40 minutes, I thought he was poor. I probably, I understood why the manager might go for him, but I, I wasn't overly happy with the with the selection. I thought there was a couple in there that, that I've maybe forced away. And it, it comes back to the point I made before about there's quite a number of them, certainly in attacking areas, who are showing a bit of inconsistency. So I can get, you can make an argument for lots of them to start or maybe not start, the case may be. And even though I gave down a little bit of what I would call constructive criticism last week, because I like him a lot, I still would have played him. Because I, I just think, even when he's not firing in terms of scoring goals, he's still a
0: fucking menace. And I Ian, like did you think, sorry to do you think the team I felt was set up to play for Darwin? And Gakpo, was, I felt a little bit sorry for him. I thought he was doing a bad Darwin impression. In that he wasn't dropping into a teny false ninety role, he was playing as a target man, and I thought, "You're just big, but you're not very good at doing that." No, and the team seemed to want him to do that. Did, and he and he was playing balls
2: it. over to the top to him yeah. Time, of of, and I was just like, "What? You, he's not going to chase that? He, down. No, he because, was asking for it. Them, was he? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe that's what he was sort Sorry. of trying to do, but I was just like, he's, you know, it's 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 not doing him any favours. That even though I agree, I don't think he played particularly well.
3: And, and I also think you know you, you can make a case for you know, and I and I like this player a lot, and I've, I've My God, I've kind of backed him so many times, even when he maybe has had poor games, but there's a Lewis Diaz problem at the minute in that he's not playing very well, and there's probably a lot of mitigation, and it could be the injury, it could be the physical thing, where he's not quite over it. Although I've seen snapshots of him playing for his country, but he still looks pretty good, to be honest. Or it could be the personal trauma he's gone through, but I thought he was probably quite fortunate to start the game as well. But on the Gakpo thing, and I've said this before on on shows, um, like the pre-match warm-up shows, He's a unit. He's six foot three, six foot four. He sometimes plays like he's five foot eight, five foot nine, in in that he's not that physical. For his size, he should be far better at shielding the ball, protecting it, putting himself about, being a bit of a nuisance, knocking centre about. He doesn't really ever do that. I think his physical kind of, the way he looks, doesn't necessarily play out on the pitch at times. And again, listen, I'm maybe being slightly harsh because I do like him as a player. But I think with a lot of our forwards at the minute, they'll have maybe one or two poor performances, and then you wouldn't be surprised if Gakpo started barely, he might score two, and you go, well, oh, that's great, isn't it? But then he might play again against Newcastle, and it might be a performance that you've just seen against Arsenal. So some of this is back to, some of them are not quite new to the club, some of them are still kind of 23-24, and you're going to get a little bit of inconsistency, although that's not that young nowadays. So yeah, I maybe wasn't overly kind of into the team in terms of the lineup, but I understood
2: it, and then I'm sure we'll come on to it, the subs don't really work. There was a one where Gakpo, it's second half, and he pulls onto the fullback, onto the left back, and goes goes wide and, and gets a direct ball into him, and he and he holds it down, chests it off, and, and pops it off, and we get a shot away. And when he does that, I'm like, oh, that's great. But I'm like, well, it's, it's we're on 55 minutes. Here, do you know what I mean? It's the first time we've sort of you know managed to do that. And I I didn't mind the team in that a bit, like you saying. I think there's there's whoever got left out couldn't have complained. Basically, you know, apart unless it was Mo Salah, um, but uh, you know, whoever whoever of the three realistically got left out, I don't think could have necessarily complained. Uh, Gakpo plays well in the week, gets his goal. I understand why he sort of you know you know keep, keeps the shirt in, in that regard. Diaz and, and Nunes, I think, is, a, is was a, was a bit of a, a, a toss up out of. I'd have probably liked to send a bit of Nunes there again after he did well in the week, but then he, he's left Darwin out. Is uh, sorry, he's left Diaz out in the week, you know, to keep him fresh. So, so it makes sense to sort of play him. I think, I think legs that you know are a bit of an issue. It's, it's a busy time. Klopp's talked about it, you know, in the build up all these games, and I think, I think that lends into the subs as well. I think, you know, we, we, you know, as I say, we are going to go on to talk about the subs, but we're we're all sort of, you know mentioning that. But I think. For me, if it was a if it was a different circumstance, I don't think he'd have made any. I just and and we've seen this before in big games, big Liverpool City games, and there's been like one sub between the two teams uh, because I think when a game's that intense and that high quality and going that well, you know, from a Liverpool point of view, as it was second half, I think. I think managers do tend to stick. Do you, and, and I don't, this is not, and please do not think for a second this isn't something <coughs> conspiratorial because I'm just exhausted
1: with that conversation. But do you think, obviously, Arsenal's next game is the 28th and ours is the 26th? Arsenal are at our home next game, we're away. Uh, now, I think Arsenal have obviously got a tougher opponent. They've got West Ham, we've got Burnley, John. But do you think if that was flipped, if we, were, if we were, even if we were just playing the 28th, do you think that he therefore makes different decisions with the subs?
2: 100% and, and that's fine and that's not being conspiratorial or, or whatever it is or whatever the correct word is. Um, or maybe I've just made one up, but no, it's 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 just the reality of the situation that managers are in. So they're making decisions based on, you know, because he's got a big gap between Burnley and Newcastle, yeah, yeah, which and other managers won't yeah, have. And, so and, it goes both ways. Yeah, it does go both ways. But he, but he's looking at that now and thinking, you know, we've got another game in three days' time, and and so and I want Curtis Jones to play it. So ex- ex- exactly. And so 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 he's, he's he's in those situations where he's just trying to keep everyone, I think, as fresh as he can really, and, and he does that through through the subs. And like I say, I I think you know it would even looked at the time. It's funny because the weather didn't really play a massive part on Wednesday in the end, but you could see the ball moving. Yeah. Like, you know, there was there was balls going longer than just suddenly coming back like a golf shot, wasn't it? That had sort of drag back on it, and it was... And it Ray
1: took, and Iliant's been a real pickle first half with one.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so I think I think the, the players who were up to speed with it, you know, <laughs> you you sort of keep on if you can, don't you? Because you say, well, they're so used to it now. I didn't think Gravenberg could just cope with the game at all. And, and I really like him as a player... But he, but he comes on, and he just—he looks like all footballs a surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was one but of the. I was like, I, <laughs> but then I thought it took about like forty-five minutes mm-hmm. to get to grips with it. Yeah. yeah. But then once he did, I thought he was—he was—he played really well until he, ironically, retired at the end. Um, he had his best twenty just before the subs, which is a great time if you want to play a full game to have your best twenty. <laughs> um, but sorry, Bob. No, I,
0: I think the, the the sub thing was, in a way, to re re energize out. Inevitably waning momentum I think in as much as what firstly let's say he had preordained those subs before kickoff because of the because of the fixture thing And I think he would have started with darwin nunes if he if he uh, hadn't given him 90 the other week And he was and he was always going to get him on on 60 62 but doesn't have to give him 90 against West Ham, no. There's, no, d- he no I think him. he just... What I mean is he decided that order of play, but I think he, in an ideal world, he'd have had five days between every set of games and Darwin would have played all of them, quite frankly. I think he fancies him in that position. I don't or, think he
1: fancies him against Burnley.
0: Yeah, I don't think he fancies him against Burnley. I mean it in that sense. But I think... He knew that when we were going to come out against our... You know, he'd obviously wound them up uh, at half-time to give that big 20 after half-time. But it's inevitable that Arsenal are not going to put up with that for 45, 50 minutes. So I think he thought, we can have a second wave of this. And that's why I think he goes three. Whereas you know he might have just settled for one on sixty, another one on sixty-eight, another one on seventy-five. But I think he goes, let's just let's now Arsenal think they've they've surfed our wave. Let's hit them again hard.
1: I think the but other the, thing on that though is you can only break the game twice more. It's because the Gomez did well, yes, first half. You could only break the game twice more. So that's practiced. why that's part of why I think he ends up doing what he does.
0: Sure. Because and can, I always forget this. I have to say this. Everyone to forgets I this. Forget this. I always
1: forget this. The number of rows I'm having with different people in the grounds about this at different sites. You can't you can't do what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's against the rules. Can you just <laughs> message
0: me every time when make <laughs> Just to, just to keep me grounded on this because I'm getting it wrong every time
1: Yeah, uh, everyone everyone struggles a little bit with that the key period though Ian does remain that period after half time I, I, I pulled some numbers from Statsbomb this morning always very very kind of them they go in at half time and the cumulative XG for Liverpool is 0.23 which is low but Arsenal's is low as well, it's a low XG game in total but it shouldn't be Before the minute before Trent Alexander-Arnold's chance the cumulative XG is 0.47 given Liverpool's dominance in that period and how much they've got the ball running at Arsenal's back line for the the 15 minutes anyway immediately after half-time, that's really, really low. Liverpool should create at least one chance of that value, of that difference in that period. Every chance Liverpool create when they get the ball in that period should be of that value and that to me is it's interesting the manager you know the manager says some interesting stuff the reaction to one that was brilliant he was super intense nearly too intense had to calm down in moments mix it up a bit better so we did created really good moments he's not wrong but where i'm a bit like i just don't know if we calm down in moments enough jürgen in that period between 45 and 65 because they really should be creating two or three guilt-edged opportunities that's my overall criticism not the idea of a miss here and there They've got to do. If you're picking the ball up and you're four v three or four v four, and you're Liverpool and you're at home, and you're, pick, you're not picking it up fifty yards from their goal, you're picking it up thirty yards from their goal. You've got to be creating at least one or two very good chances, and they create zero.
3: Yeah, I think at times that's been a little bit of a theme where I've come out of yes. games thinking we should have done better there. The final ball or the pass before the pass could have been a little bit better. And you know, you're right to kind of talk about the the kind of big chance that that Trent has. When it is what five v two four v one like four v one four v one. What minute is that? I've lost track. I've seventy
1: s- seventy one seventy two.
0: Uh, yeah, he
3: just You just because he's so, I mean because he's so technically gifted. It and I watched it back. It it does it does come up a little yeah, bit, but only only a little bit. But you're still fancying to get it kind of on target yeah. from there because he's
2: such a good footballer. And by the way. Some and balls bounce don't they famously I'm, 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 I'm,
3: yeah, 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 I mean, I mean it, it can happen apparently you know, it's, it's not that unusual yeah, So
2: balls are bouncy
3: and he's you know you, I mean you see him during the game when he's some of the, the passes he's executing are just just fucking ridiculous quite yeah. frankly I mean the one for the goal which I, mean, I like that he does it again
2: straight after to prove it wasn't a fluke it's, it's
3: unbelievable <laughs> um, it really is his execution of passes is just off the scale and you know Salah does really well with that and I don't think Sincheco covers himself in glory but that's not Salah's problem um it's not so, yours definitely not I not lose <laughs> sleep over I'm not going to lie um, but, so yeah Liverpool should do better in that bit but I think you know, if you're Arsenal if you're talking about the game in from their perspective you know you're going to come in for some Fairly rough treatments at Anfield at some point, and you've just got to ride it because no one's going to go to Anfield, even when Liverpool haven't been great over the years, you don't get a you don't get a free pass where you just can dominate the game for 90 minutes. Now I know one or two hours teams have come and done that. You get a 2-2 game where Hesky scores and they were phenomenal that then I was just glad to get out of the 2-2. But normally coming to is a really, really tough game. You know, even when you hear about you know, the United teams and Keenan, Keenan and Neville will talk about it. Even when they were at the best in the pool, maybe weren't. They knew they were in for a tough time. They'd be maybe 10 or 15 minutes spell where they'd come under some pressure. So I think you've got to give Arsenal a little bit of credit, albeit that but they're
1: chance. Not, they're not, but put that chance to one side, And What annoys me, right in the run, to that chance is, I'm not seeing great saves or, goal line or no, great uh, goals line tackles. For it, yeah. And that's, for me, it's not the yep. idea of you've got them. A, they were at the ragged edge. They were at the ragged edge in terms of how they could play football. But what we what we were then doing wasn't going right. You're you know you're gonna remember the Saliba block yeah. for the
3: rest of your life. There yeah. was none of that. But there's also I mean there's been times when I'm coming off the ground and thinking. This goalkeeper's not making enough worldies for my liking. I want to see goalkeepers making unbelievable exactly saves. That, exactly exactly that. And it's, you know, you, you, you see it at United, don't you? You're thinking, well, he's not a very good goalkeeper. He's proven that over the course of the season. Certainly since he's come to the Premier League, he's not demonstrated the skill set where you're saying he's a top keeper. Liverpool don't test him. They have 30 odd shots. But it's they it, the, the shooting at the wrong moments. Um, you know, they're hitting it from two yards away into players' legs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's it's one of them. It's usually frustrating. One One thing we didn't mention, The penalty. It's, it's just it's it's an unbelievable decision. So you can talk about hard lines, you know. If Liverpool get that, what is it? It's one at a time, isn't it? Yeah.
1: That, that, the reason if why that I'm goes not to... that bothered is what? the reason why I'm not that bothered is I think we go 1-1 not that long after it goes 1-0 yeah, after that incident and in that so in that in, like in your game mind if that's a 1-1 yeah. then I'm prepared to burn the ground down <laughs> yeah. that it's a 1-0 is where I just become a little bit more philosophical because we go 1-1 anyway about five minutes mm. later
3: but, yeah. but you don't know what happens they, they might lose their heads a little bit like they in the past fair. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and you know that's you've that's seen a you've seen the manager lose his head in the past like, on the touchline and if that had gone against them and by the way it's a nailed on penalty it's so insane. I'm saying gone against them but they'd have argued the toss you've never seen a more clear penalty Penalty than that It's unbelievable It's fucking unbelievable well, I'm
1: alright with the referee Maybe not oh, yeah. have... For me back. this is entirely I, I, don't,
3: I don't think the ref can see it From where he is at the time Delano can definitely see it But they're all shit houses Let's be fucking clear on that How can he look at that
0: On a review And go That's fine That's fine I mean, right.
3: Apparently Neville tried to say it was fine I've not heard him the say The gymnastics
0: it, to try and say it's, that it's... To try and find Just find some way to... <laughs> He's He's not falling over. <laughs> he's adjust. Salah's about to turn him, and he knows he's he's done. He doesn't even fall he over. He doesn't, no, even he doesn't fall. fall over. He doesn't. He's having to shift onto his left leg and his left hand because Salah's turned him. That's what's happening. So
1: uh, I'll just say again: the first rule is we take no notice of any mancuni on on anything to do with Liverpool Football I've got heard them by you the you way, fucking, but, no, but, no, but apparently he was we, we, it. We, we we just take no notice like that. Like he doesn't speak. Like silence. He opens his mouth and silence <laughs> comes out. Is the <laughs> is the fucking rule. And that way, we'll all have better lives. Take no notice of Man unions, but on it, Rob. I'm sh- I'm shocked Saka stays on, and that's not to do with sort of a grand one. I think that it's a bit weird the thing with um, with with with, with Shimakash because it, it involves the manager. He's then a bit petulant a few minutes later. Saka, there's another couple in the second half where if he hasn't got a yellow, he might get one. What he ends up not getting
0: sent off for, I couldn't believe... It's just... Even if it's not a red, it's a second yellow. I wasn't close to it. You're going to have to talk me through it. He I, goes in around. with two feet. Do you know he's what got he, two do you feet off the
3: ground. He, he slips, you know. Well, that's... that's know. Yeah, yeah but that's it's, not it's, sure. I know. So it's Jones. Yeah. I know. He does... Listen, in the ground, I thought, oh my God. I mean, that could be a red card. Yeah, bad. But and. He kind of, I mean, he does slip, so it's 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 an accident, but yeah, I mean, you could still give yellow card for it. No and also, we've and
1: we've lived the reality of, yeah. uh, you know, literally one of our players, but other players as well. Sometimes you have hard lines, yeah. as we had to say after that. Sometimes now again, I don't think that would have changed the game. I mean, if he scores straight after that, I am also. Playing down, <laughs> yeah, so, you know. I, tell you, I don't think it would have changed the game because it was two minutes left on the clock, and I don't think the handball would have changed the game. But there is a, a wider point here, Rob, which is yeah. just be better at officiating, please, lads, what? because it's going to drive us all mad by the end of the season. You've got to be a bit better. You've got the camera you've got all the gear it's got to be a bit better than this yet again
0: what I'm getting sort of dazzled bemused exasperated by with each passing week this season is that you find out there's a new VAR protocol you didn't know existed so last was it the other week against Palace uh, after about three minutes of play the ref just grabs the ball and goes now nah, I'm not having it It was a penalty three minutes ago and I got well I've literally never seen that before we've been doing this about four years now <laughs> How's that now a thing and when was the, when was the national news headlines that you could do that because obviously you know In the Diaz case it didn't apply no one said in the aftermath of that We all said it should be that sort of thing. But anyway, so I uh, just harking back to the to the penalty if you read the what's been said after the game, it's saying the VAR decided not to have a little look at that one because the referee, they just thought, he's probably got that. They said they didn't look at it. Now, I'm always being told they look at everything, but specifically the reporting has been they decided not to look at that, Well, not review it. I'm guessing in the Saka thing, they said, you know, the refs probably got that one too. The less we look at the screens, the better. <laughs> I mean, is this a new thing? Could we have... it's? I mean, yes. I am. I'm exasperated. I don't understand the clarity of it. Did you you see those reports about that they didn't uh, on the the Odegaard penalty that they didn't? VR didn't check it. They didn't even have a look. It's not that they saw a slip or something. They didn't have a look. Apparently,
1: that story might change.
2: Uh
1: (laughs) Well, yeah. Check complete. (laughs) Yeah. Check incomplete. (laughs) That story might change. I want to go back to though, John, because it is. I think it is my frustration where I've got one. We talk a lot about. There's been a lot of chat about Liverpool's attackers a little bit. Are they scoring enough goals and so on and so forth. And I think that period yesterday, between half-time and the Trent miss, I think it is one of the key issues is that it isn't just the idea of who it is or isn't kicking it into the goal. It's what's the quality of chance that you're creating when there's a really top-quality chance there to be created. And I think, for me, you can talk about... You know you can talk about whether or not you're, you're taking your chances but for me sometimes the are we scoring enough goals chat and I think we were having this under Klopp 16-17 moving a little bit into 17-18 and then suddenly it clicks when we move into the calendar year of 2018 and the chance quality every game it felt like went up a notch and I think that I think we're still in terms in term of talking about this team and it, as a transitional team I think we're, I think that's one of the last building blocks the brilliant out of possession they get it back and then they need to be a bit better in possession. But the manager's delighted because they're brilliant out of possession. Do you see what I mean?
2: Yeah, but it is it is building blocks and, and use that word there. And it comes back to what Rob was saying before about, you know, this is it's it's a developing team, and we're all hoping and believing and the signs there that it could be the there's next, a lot of evidence. that the next great Liverpool side, but they're not there yet. As Rob said, they're ahead of schedule. And these are things, the things that you're talking about. Neil I agree It is frustrating You know we're not Creating enough quality Of chances and, uh, and stuff like that So it is It is It is happening But it's 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 That happens over time By like eight individuals <coughs> Playing better And I know that sounds stupid But I think No that's true Everyone Everyone we've signed In the last two years There's a lot of them Who look really good players But they're not At the The they don't consistently perform at the high level. that what we need them to at the moment. Now, a lot of them are still quite young. A lot of them, you know, they're not... They, they, the great Liverpool side, the Rob sort of referenced before, these lads were in the peak. They were absolutely flying, and they got to the point where, you know, they were, they were like, top class, almost world class, eight times out of ten. Do you know what I mean? Like, every time they went onto the pitch, they perfor- nearly every time they performed at such a high level. But that was individually... So individually, they were putting in these fantastic performances that that these new players aren't capable yet of delivering on a consistent basis. And then you throw in the, the collective elements that they're all still getting to know each other and they're all still, you know, working on these passages of play and, and things like that. And and that's not quite clicking yet either. Now we're seeing signs, we're seeing understanding, we're seeing things growing. And the great out of possession yeah. against
1: Arsenal, who no one's done that to this season. They
2: really do a number on them. They're doing a lot of stuff that, that the managers and the coaches will be really pleased with, but they're, but they're not there yet. So I think you know, we are sort of getting frustrated but we need to remember like Rob says that you know this is this is a team developing this is a new side and within that we've got a chance of winning the league and, and isn't that brilliant it, it feel like a cheap one this year if almost this, wouldn't it if they can get it that, it feel like almost like a freebie yeah. I'd be like well just fucking watch us now if, we get, if you give us this one fuck, all the best you know what I mean because this team it is sort of developing and You know, we do need to, like Rob said before, you do need to sort of check yourselves almost, and and just think, just, just sort of remember that. I I say, and I I include all of them. You know, it's no surprise to me who the best performers is this season. At the lads who won leagues, do you know what I mean? The ones who've, who've really like, really stepped up week after week after week. listen we like Sibusi but he's he's been hot and cold this, this season. You know, we we like Gravenberg but he's disappointed when he sort of comes on. You know, others you know are, are, are doing well. The, the good players who are doing well, but they're not they're not playing as well as Virgil mm-hmm. and 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 that's not because they're, they're not. As talented, or did they won't get there. It's just, it's just the stages that they are in careers and, and what they've done and and what they know how to do on the football pitch and that four to four on one. Mo Salah's is the coolest man in Anfield. He's certainly cooler than me. I was losing my shit.
0: <laughs> and he's the, he's the look he's how the, we break on that. Yeah, That's not,
2: we break like the red
0: arrows. That to yeah. me is there's five, it's five. It's Mo and four, isn't it? On that break,
2: you went well. It's the bit
1: the, the ones that matter. It's four on one. They've got Saliba racing back and Nunez, sort yeah, but Nunez, Nunez is sort of racing back doing with a them.
0: job because he's keep, well. Saliba thinks he's keeping Nunez. Quite Nunes is also keeping Saliba out the Yeah picture. he's moving
1: him there But also Saliba's not getting back To where Salah is Or any no. business on the other side Of the pitch That's why it's a frustrating
0: one I think the interesting thing With development What the, the, the thing we've been on And John Johns Expanded on is a team, a team can evolve during the course of a season. Yeah. This this team today is not the same team we will see in May, I don't think. It I might, agree. We may have to go backwards to go forwards, but I but I don't think so. I think we will continue to go forwards. I think you could see Arsenal being ahead of us in, in terms of their, their patterns of play. Their, I Jonathan Northcroft used the word choreography in his, his report. I thought that's exactly the right word. Arsenal's choreography in that 20-minute spell was like, ah... Uh, this team doesn't have that. Now, the great Liverpool sides of three, four years ago, two, three years ago, had that choreography. This Liverpool side doesn't have it. So, it's, as you said, it's all out, out of the ball.
1: That choreography was no good to them between 45 and 70, though.
0: No, their choreography, yeah. no. No, not when they were in the in the, what, the proverbial washing machine. Um, and I think once we find that, and I, I think it will come. I've, you know, this, this is why I feel it's a good point, because we're... Because, Stay in the game. Stay in the game, and if we get, if it clicks, and it could just click, like it did in 18, by the way, if it just clicks... We, and we can have a little runaway eight game win we can go well we were three points off us so we did that and we won eight on the so ballot we won the fucking league Hooray.
1: my own, my one note on your wider point I'm sort of alright with but it's more that we go to the Emirates in six weeks mm. don't that's lose that my, one that would be a good point uh, <laughs> that, well, that would be, but it's more, it's more the idea of you know where are we then if, if we were talking yeah. about April I might feel a little bit differently we Players go the Emirates in six weeks yeah, but, but we, will, we may not have Salah so it's worth yeah. sort of pointing that out as well swings and roundabouts
3: I think on, on John's points and this is why I'm probably a little bit more relaxed this morning because I think you have got to keep reminding yourself where this Liverpool team is because I thought we'd be kicking about fourth round about fourth maybe even fifth you know maybe getting to third but I didn't think we'd be in a title race and we we almost certainly are if we can keep our heads and Rob's point about the next two games is massive because it always feels like you're saying that you know, the next two or three are massive and then there's a little bit of a break but I think
0: you know the it's thing massive said, because they're winnable
3: well it will yeah absolutely the thing I said at the start of the show and about, you know, one or two maybe showing inconsistency. And I, I put a tweet out last night, more in frustration, where I said something like, you know, there's quite a few here who are hitting and miss footballers. But what I meant by that is that you're not quite sure whether they're going to turn up or not. And you know, when you spoke before Neil about with and without the ball, I almost think Sir Bosley encapsulates a lot of that because at times this season he's been sensational with the ball, certainly the first part of his Liverpool career. Less so yesterday for the 45 but he's great without the ball he's brilliant without the ball he's such an athlete he's put himself out the pitch but on the ball it's a little bit scruffy and a little bit sloppy but you could probably say that for lots of them as well and as I said before you know when I say hit miss it's not just the new lads you know there's a there's a Darwin Nunes there's a Luis Diaz question where they've been here a little bit longer and it's a little bit hit miss from them and there's different mitigation levels for different footballers as well because you know they're all on their own kind of personal journey and stuff so I do agree with the boys, you know, come March, April, May, then you maybe see a different version. But to be where we are right now, if you want to reflect on it from a positive point of view, we're in such a good position. And I know the Man City thing's really interesting you're not quite sure where they are yet. And at some point, they may go and bang 10 together and you go, fucking hell, you know, back here, are we? Again, we might be, you just don't know. Yeah, they may yeah. come back and do that. But you've not really seen a huge sign that they are going to do that just yet but you know it could happen but they're in a funny situation where they've done three on the spin they've won the treble you know there's a reason why the great Liverpool Manchester United team's never went and did four in a row in terms of league titles because it's dead hard to mm. do so they might not do it um but you know John's point before you've got to be there their about. Yeah. you've got to make sure you're in the mix you can't let this one slip and that's why you get a little bit frustrated when you don't take the opportunity because you know that the door's been left open a little bit for a team to maybe force their way through, and Liverpool could be one of those sides.
1: Some individual performances, Rob. Um, I thought from a minute five, Canarte was brilliant. Um, it's a shame about minutes zero to five, but from a minute five, um, and if anything, it speaks volumes to his character, that from minute five, he is absolutely brilliant, but he is absolutely brilliant. I, I, I thought all four centre-halves were great, yeah. by the way, but Canarte was brilliant from minute five.
0: Yeah, his, his one-on-one work, there's a number of times, I have not Lost count of yesterday, I had my heart in my mouth where he, he's being stood up by somebody, and you think, if he's wrong by a millimetre here, it's a penalty, you know, or something terrible's going to happen. And you go, oh, Jesus Christ, he's got it. It's, it was it's unbelievable. Is it, it was the equivalent of keeper, a keeper making worldy saves, I thought, that some of those one on one challenges. And what's nice to see as well is he's had a, a, a really checkered season, hasn't he? Niggly injuries, not getting any rhythm in his game. And he's seen even. Dare, dare we say it, Kwanzaa get to the edge of almost taking his place. I, I actually wondered after, after Kwanzaa's performance against West Ham where he was ready to sort of move into a pole position and be given his head. I know that sounds maybe a bit a bit far-fetched, but I, I, I could see Klopp thinking that way. I think Canati, that was a player reacting to a challenge yesterday. It was a player rising to to prove his level it was world class. It was absolutely world class. I also think he's a little bit underrated in what he can do on the ball. Not that we saw it yesterday, because that was a, that was more of a sort of a defenders defending game. But you know, we saw that he's had these little cameos like against Luton, where he runs the length of the pitch and, not nearly scores, but he can he can break forward with the ball. He doesn't quite. Punch it into midfield the way a, a Matip can, or, or whoever. But he is.
1: I nearly lost it last five, though I lost my mind. Can I say? Yeah, he carries it forward last five. Yeah, he gets
2: a little pushed, doesn't he? Yeah. he loses his
1: balance. Of, and yeah. it is probably just about a free kick, but it's one of them that the referee doesn't give because the referee decided he was refereeing a different game. And then, and if if they'd have got in, as of, yeah. as of, again, but the matches would have been involved. It was uh, it was quite something. Uh, at that point um, I just think I'm, I'm enjoying him immensely uh, John when he's in that sort of mood I think he likes playing them I think he likes he likes when there's a lot of defending to do I think this is a yeah. key point really I think some defenders like to be defending and I think that Canarte is at his most comfortable when I've just got to win the ball back off him and then pass it to Trent and everything will be alright
2: Yeah he got in the real rhythm of a battle didn't he and he, he, he was always sort of like he yeah, had tunnel vision whereas I'm just going to I'm just going to win, win tackles. I'm just going to win the ball. I'm just going to sort of defend, and some of it, you know, he was. There was times where you you thought a player had gone past him, and then then suddenly he he pulls a leg round. There was was one or two certainly where I thought they're in here. They're in. It it wasn't even like he was standing him up, like what we're saying. He he, he looked past us and and, and over, and and he, he gets something back. It was. As in terms of an eye and center off performance, I can't, imme- I can't remember many better. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's, there's
1: him in the same fixture last season where we all came off saying, "Give him the ball on door."
2: Yeah, yeah. In terms of like, obviously, like you know, there's, there's lots of subtleties to defend it as well, isn't it? and I appreciate that. And you know, Vir- Virgil will never throw in a performance like that because he's, he's not that sort of you know the defender, if you like. But for, for someone who very much is, it was it was quite something to watch. Really, you're coming off the pitch thinking like, oh, there's four or five tackles there that were just unbelievable, but really helped us in those situations as well like really like sometimes you know it's sort of throw a tackle in and it goes out for the throw and everyone cheers and the, the lads like yeah i'm, I'm sound with having a throw to be honest with you <laughs> uh, but these 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 ones everyone mattered do you know what i mean and everyone was was important and, and and got us out of really tricky situations it was it was a brilliant performance Endo
1: in the middle of the park ian thought from about minute 10 again when the game settled I think he's part of what settles the game in Liverpool's favour he turns away carries it Liverpool are struggling to get out a little bit and he goes no lads we just do this it's all right." and then I think he pings it to Diaz hits Diaz's feet and we sort of don't look back from that point a little bit really I was was so impressed with him one little note is I do think come the last 5 or 10 he's knackered but then that's perfectly legitimate given everything that was going on on the pitch Uh, I just thought he was I I thought he was terrific I really did
3: yeah, I can't disagree with that. I thought um, it was his best performance by, by a distance. Now, I talked about him a little bit after after the United game, and I, and I thought he, he did well that day in terms of he won all his battles and his challenges, or most of them. And I think you could look at the game and go, well, he's played well. But his on-the-ball stuff concerned me a little bit. And I talked about maybe, you know, he was showing signs of, you know, maybe looking like a, a mid-table player in, in how he was getting the ball and being a little bit cautious with it and ponderous, and maybe giving it back to the center half. But I understood it because that's the level he's come from. There was none of that yesterday. Absolutely none. Was it was mad, wasn't it? Absolutely none of that yesterday. He was... It's he by was a mile so the hardest good. game he'll ever have played in yeah. and he's that good. He was so good and, and because of the level of opponents he's up against as well, it almost shocked you a little bit more because he's up against top class he's up against really really good footballers and you know at the minute you know they are the best team in the country they are top of the pile so yeah brilliant from him and he wasn't alone you know I think we can talk about being disappointed but there's probably four or five that just have really really good games Jones was great when he was on Jones was good you know taking him off felt like a, a wrong decision I understood some of the subs but I didn't get that one because of the control he offers and I think with Gravenberg because he is a you know he's in a bit of an unknown quantity, and he he comes on and has a really poor time. But there's, there's Joe Gomez as well, who is just I thought Gomez was sensational, and i you know what I'm so happy for him because I was feel I like
2: watching Caram.
3: You, you know I what, taught. John? I feel like I've gone to war for Joe like loads, but there was coming a point where I was starting to worry, and I was thinking I might be wrong here. You know, he <laughs> might he might be fucking done. He might yeah. be done because everyone kept telling me he was done, and I'm th- and I'm watching him against Napoli, and I'm thinking. Ian, you might be wrong Joe. You know, he yeah. scores he, he twice. Be, Yeah, I know It's a great effort by the way True. Well, the, one, the, 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 the curler and the near post When point. you see someone clips on the internet Of him taking free kicks You wonder why he's not scored Because yeah. he strikes the ball Lovely But I just thought His performance And I remember doing End of season reviews And I'd, I'd spend about 10 minutes talking about Joe Gomez Like at the end of 18, 19 or nineteen twenty, And you're thinking What what a player he's, Honestly, I, I loved him to bits And then you're thinking Maybe he just can't Trust his body And it's got to the point now Where he'll never be able To trust his body again but I just thought he was brilliant. I thought he
1: was just. I to, trust his body.
3: To, 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 come, well, to, to come on into it. And you see it, no, not. Players are coming on in that game, and they're really struggling to get to the pace of it. He gets to the pace
1: and of Kety, that game. And Kessie was, yeah. was like a bit like Gravenberg, and he was like, football,
3: yeah. what? Ditch? This, no, a, this. Come is, on. This is a bit faster. Yeah, uh, right. but, but Joe just absolutely settles in. And by the way, he's up against what Arsenal players would probably call maybe their best player, they'll try and talk about him being the best player in the league. He's nowhere near that, but he's a very, very good footballer and Joe Gomez was outstanding against him.
1: Gomez it, and Endo. Yeah, yeah. The I, heroes I, we need.
0: Yeah. The heroes we didn't start expect. With, start with Endo. I mean, you know, you, you could see lots of people commenting that down the weeks, have we actually bought a player who's not Premier League level? You could see that turn certain points. There were moments against Palace where I thought, mm, despite some pro- some better performances before then, this is this is what we worried about this is this is the fear we had when we, when we dropped our uh, expectations and settled for this kind of football as a stopgap but there have been real signs i think and I, and that Arsene one's a mark i i think he needs to himself think that's my that's my level that's my platform i'd like to see him develop a bit of swagger in his game on the back of it and I'm, I, just, I think confidence I think confidence will go a long way with this kind of football. I actually think he's got the tools. He's, I think he's an acute par, passer. He he times his tackle. He's technically, I think, good enough to play that position. I, I think it's a confidence thing. He needs to be, start to believe he deserves to be there. And that was a massive step forward for me. I think him having the pitch in front of him is always better than him facing his own goal. Joe Gomez, different story because he's been through this journey for Liverpool that you've described, Ian. Um, yes, he's sensational uh, the, my, uh, But the better he's getting The more anxiety he's causing me Because he's now pivotal To what happens in the next month for us mm. Because we I, uh, There's no signs Including the way Klopp was talking <coughs> That Andy Robo's going to be back Within the next week or two I think it's going to be the te- I think we be lucky To have him for the ar- Arsenal away At the end of the month Or beginning of Feb Whenever that is so he's going to have to play game in, game out, Joe Gomez now, really, more or less. Well, and then who else are you going to put there? Luke Chambers.
1: He's got, I think he's going to have to play four games between now and the 21st of January, including the 21st of January.
0: So there's a okay. There's, so there's some spacing in. The, oh, so, you, he's not going to play Arsenal in the cup. So I,
1: it, I, I think that. I, I mean, well, maybe I'm wrong. That game. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think that it'll be an interesting team see Arsenal in the cup. There's the foot because there's the Fulham game on the Wednesday that immediately follows it as well. It's worth pointing that Two out. Two
0: Fulhams, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley. Two Fulhams. That's five, I think.
1: For the, the second Fulham's the other side of the 21st.
0: It's Oh, yeah, okay, it's the 24th. 24th. Oh, very fine, fine, fine. But in the month... Okay, but either, either way you look at it, there are back-to-back... But he, Klopp has resisted uh, back-to-back selections of Joe Gomez. So he's,
1: he's going to have to play against Burnley. The key point here is he's done an hour against Arsenal in those conditions. He is going to have to start against Burnley. And then from there, the, the, there is then a five-day gap to Newcastle.
0: That Yeah, that that helps. There's no doubt about it. But the, the, the general thing is, is that... He has this fragility. We could see all season long the club. I, I don't know if he started him back to back at all the season, maybe once. We saw him Matip. the minute he did play Matip three on the bounce, Matip we lose Matip. Uh he so, tries, he's trying to do it with Canati as well, hasn't he? Just managed them all yeah. a little
2: bit. I don't think Canati's starting Burnley, but we'll come on to that in a minute. No. Um they were great. The, the the footballers mentioned were great. Yeah, and it's I was talking before about, you know, players and, and the new ones we've got in and, and, and what's you know, individually sort of holding them back really and a lot of it does come down to, to mentality and, and that's not me saying that the, the players have got necessarily a poor mentality but it's that mentality of you know I'm going to be you know on it every every game and, and consistency I think comes as much from mentality as it does from, from anything else and like them two have got it like Endo I think men- mentally is, is is elite I think you know to be able to to go into a, a game like that like you said Neil and never played anything like that before and to put in the performance he did Shows what an elite mentality he's got. Now is is that enough to offset the the physical limitations that he has? Sort of as a footballer, we'll have to wait and see. I agree with Rob. I think there is more for him to come. So maybe maybe his mentality will drag up, you know, his ability, or maybe there's more in there that that even he knows, or all sorts of we know at the moment. But you know, to put him a performance like that in a game like that just shows, you know, why he's why he's captain of his country, why he's achieved everything that he has. You know, again, you read about his career, and you know he was, you know, he wasn't getting picked for his, you know his local team and under 16s and stuff like that. And he was like, oh yeah, don't worry, I'll just do this. And the way he sort of plotted his route to Liverpool, you know, is is you know, it shows that elite mentality, and and he showed that. Very much yesterday, and and you know you you made up for him, and, and hopefully there is more to come. You know, like Rob says, hopefully, you know, you know he'll go grow sort of confidence from it, and there was signs, you know, in his passing. You mentioned the one today, there, that that he sort of can do it really, but you know, I, I think you know what what he did show in in that game in the cut and thrust of of, of that game was great, and and Gomez again, you know, Gomez is a winning, you know, and I was talking about the winners before, and you know Virgil and. Salah, he's in that gang. He's he's won everything with them, and 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 like Ian says, at some at the end of some of those seasons where we were, you know, winning Champions League and stuff like that, he was playing a lot of games. He was he was he was part of those teams. He was centred off with 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 Virgil for the big stretch. He was he was doing you know bits of obviously right back and stuff like that as well. He's he's been part of these winning teams, and so he just comes on and just goes right. I know exactly what I need to do in this game. You know, he, he comes on and 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 could see that you know he doesn't he's not delighted to play left back. But he's, he knows exactly what he needs to do and 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 nearly scores. Like Rob said, nearly, the nearly gets the game. an underlapping left-back, really, yeah. but,
0: who's, but who's got a right foot. So, in a way, you, all the problems we saw with him at left-back against Luton became virtues, I yeah. thought, against Arsenal yesterday. So whether we would worked on that or Joe's just worked it out in his head, I, I thought that was
2: interesting. It's a direct running, wasn't it, yeah. what, what he was what he was doing. And and he played the conditions great, he played the situation brilliantly, and he's defending. You know, we're talking about him going forward. He was defending against mm-hmm. against you know wide players who were who he were frightening. He was. W- was great. I-, I loved it. Loved his performance. I just yeah, like, as we all do. Just if he got a, if it, if he got a winner, then oh my god. Well, we, I mean, we would not be doing this show. So, well, we all, <laughs> well, but maybe from the croc. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I.
1: I. When he the one that killed, I was right behind, and I. I. I oh, like fell. Oh, uh, like I was, I, I was up. I was up to celebrate, and it just doesn't come back enough. He should I, it won
2: first half as I
0: well. Know, yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: He should it um, Okay. The Joe Gomez winner is coming. I was just thinking, if we get a Joe Gomez winner in this, I just don't think we're all making Christmas Day. Let alone anything else. <laughs> but I don't
0: want to be like. I always thought. But when he scores We'll all have a laugh You know yeah. no, 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 no. That one It would have been This visceral Fucking angry I Brilliant mean,
3: Burnley's famous For defenders Getting winners Last minute, yeah. Joe but Gomez Doesn't go Goves and Start up Burnley Fucking no. hell Well Burnley uh, It's a good win for them
1: They'd be Fulham Away um, They good. have been improving uh, yeah. Over a period of time I've written a team down Do you want to hear it Or do you want I to do, do your own Okay no. Alright No I want to hear yours first Okay well I want your approval At all steps Okay, okay. I'm ready Alison Beckett in goal yeah, yeah. You approve, okay. Yeah. Trent Alexander Arnold at right back.
0: We've got no choice, yeah. Uh
1: Gerald sent centre half. Yeah. Virgil I, van Dijk, yeah, centre half. Yeah, yeah. Uh Joe Gomez, left back. Yeah. Wataru Endo, Holder midfielder. Yeah.
0: <sighs> we'll come back to that. Because I, I think we might be putting too much. How many games has he started now on the bounce? I don't know, but who are you going to start there instead? Rob? Well, it can't be Trent can Talk me through it. You could. I've been thinking for a while in my head without saying it out loud in case people laughed at me. That you could... <laughs> most of my thoughts. Uh, the, 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 there's a game where Curtis... Where you think you're going to have all the ball where Curtis Jones could play there. If you couldn't... Well, I always thought Trent would play there, but now you can't play Trent there. I do think there's a game where you could... Well, I'm not saying you will. I think your shout is likelier, and you may think we yeah, have one more game because I tell you what: if Newcastle was five, uh, three days away rather than five, I think you'd have to.
1: So I, so uh, but this is where I think where you're I'm, probably right. But I'm, I'm going to get funkier with you. Go on, uh, Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones as the two in front. So you rest subs like you've got him to come off the bench. You've got Gravenberg to come off the bench. If the game's going well, you can do some of what you are talking about. You've got five subs. So Our so best midfield performance of the season oh, yeah. was those three.
2: I
3: probably wouldn't. I'd play Harvey Elliott, but I probably wouldn't play him there oh so you'd use him in attack yeah i
1: think so am you play, playing i
3: think i put Mosala through the middle uh, okay, well I've got
1: Gakpo, Nunez up top. I, I'd probably. Is
2: there any? Chat on Diaz, by the way. Is he injured? Or no, was
1: there, there was one of them where the manager post match on someone. Everyone was having a bit of a laugh, <laughs> or something like that. Like Diaz might be
3: fine. I thought he was. He looked like he was in a lot of trouble. Up, yeah. he put his hand up. You know when he put yeah. the arm up to go. Yeah. I'm done here. But it was the know, manager says afterwards. Yeah.
1: He's, he's, worried, he's obviously hugely worried about Shima He's not particularly worried about Diaz. Yeah. I'm just thinking no maybe start Diaz and Jotter on the bench. Uh, there's talk Jotter will be back in and around, but I don't think he just plunges them straight no, in. No chance. So Diaz and Jotter on the bench. Bosley on the bench, Gravenberg on the bench, Canate on the bench, There five nice subs, you've then got Connor Bradley and Bobby Clark to have so what's couple. So was your front three again? My yeah. front three was Salah uh, off the right, I thought Salah really struggled going central um, that's my one thing against that yeah. I thought he, on his own I think he looks good in a two when he can go and find a pocket but on his own there it just looked a bit like he was getting battered by centre half now barely in a different picture yeah, obviously
3: it, it could be I mean it, it, it could become a two but I think, I think Salah's obviously I think you've also he, done Gakpo as a sub yeah. for a reason I mean Salah's the least of our worries at the minute because he's, he's he's still posting the numbers but he's probably he's probably not playing at his very very best it's a little bit again a little bit scruffy at time bouncing off him a little bit one or two decisions maybe aren't the decisions that you'd expect from most Salah at certain times. But, as I say, the numbers are still there. But I just think, I throw not know, Harvey Elliott, I, th- I wouldn't mind seeing him playing in that Salah position sh- and letting Salah go through the middle. I don't think it's perfect, but You're I'm gonna almost... you going to see it in January, lad. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm, almost, I'm almost... I think you could do a little bit of that. It's more about... He might he might pick the team he's picked against
2: West Ham. Yeah, he might pick Ga- the
3: front... He might yeah. Salah
1: put him on the bench, and he might pick yes, the front six he plays against West Ham. Yeah. I
3: thought that. It's more about Diaz and Gakpo on convincing me that much at the minute and listen I, and I'll give Gakpo a bit a stick before I do like him as a footballer but I would like, I to, see, I would, I would like to see Darwin Nunes play left hand side um, I, think, I
1: think you're going to get Darwin left on side I think you I are th- going to get Gakpo but now. I think if
3: you do Darwin left hand side and you've got Salah through the middle then you have got that ability where they are kind of working with each other and they do complement each other quite well they've got a little bit of a relationship going on so that might be but I don't think you'll do it by the way that's just what I'd do I
1: think you might get the West Ham front six but I, but I, in my team, I've written there, I think that Salah may well start and then Elliot comes, drops into midfield. I'd
3: place a boss, leg, like and you see, I'd, I'd ask them to go again for an hour with Jones and then you but know, the manager may have And then,
1: and then Elliot, uh, Elliot's off the left and then you make a decision between Gakpo and Salah, which you'd like to be Salah, but I
0: think might be Gakpo, and then he's got Salah as a sub. Mm, possibly. He plays Salah a lot this season as a 10 who comes in off the right, doesn't he really? Yeah, and that Elliot can do that. And Elliot can do... But I kind of wonder whether you could... Yeah, well he plays Elliot as an out and out 10 I think against so what do you think you've been very quiet
2: no I was just listening I think I think the team you've put down oh you know won't be surprised of, of at all I think I think to, to go with Jones and Elliot again I think I think makes you know a lot of sense in terms of you know the the energy that, that they're able to to, to bring I think whoever we put out we should have enough. I know they get the results against Fulham and, and fair play to them but you know whenever I've watched them this, this season I obviously didn't see the Fulham game um, but whenever I watch them this season I, I just think we should have too much if we got the energy there so I'll be prioritising you know energy as, as much as I can. I'm the same. And your team mm. does that.
1: Uh, okay we're going to win?
2: Yeah. You know if we win we go top. Well
0: that's nice. When do Arsenal don't play till Thursday, do they?
2: Yeah, we got top, top, top of the league Christmas day is like passe. The, the hipster choice is Boxing Day. That's the, that's the one that everyone wants, Top of the league. Boxing Day number one. <laughs> I do hope so, it's yeah. Call it, top yeah, of yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, It's Going to go Top of the league? Absolutely.
1: Uh, if you're going to Burnley, remember that you've got the opportunity to sing Liverpool Top of the league uh, if it comes. So do fill your boots and enjoy that. Uh, it is my Christmas number one, and it is one of my Desert Island discs. It didn't quite happen against Arsenal. Uh, it is a frustration they were the width of a crossbar away at the very least from going 2-1 and again football matches the way they play out there's a causality thing maybe Arsenal go and make it 2-2 you never know uh, but it would have been fantastic to have had Liverpool top of the league but it can still come uh, nothing is over nothing is finished remember Rob Gutman at the start clip him clip him for God's <laughs> sake clip the early Gutman. Uh, It's been a pleasure. Sam Walker, I'm producing on the video uh, and the audio uh, as this one's gone. John Gibbons, Rob Cutman, Ian Ryan. I've been Neil Atkinson. That's the Anfield rap. Have a lovely, lovely Christmas.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.